spiritual direction is something that people often do for years. What the men have here is a taste of it, which we hope gives them a sense of dignity and that uh, God has made them, that they have a sense of being part of a community. And for some of them, they have a taste of God's goodness, even in the process of spiritual direction and in their experiences in other parts of the recovery program. And this is Casting Light, a podcast series sharing stories of recovery and hope. From inside Gutting Light, I'm Phil Tower, and it's an honor and pleasure to be with you on each of these episodes, and we hope you will leave feedback about the podcast wherever you enjoy listening, and most importantly, you'll be compelled to support the programs here at Guiding Light. We bring you all kinds of different stories, including conversations with people who are really a part of the programs here at Guiding Light, uh, some involved in the board, some staff, some of the men who've gone through the Back to Work program and the recovery program. Uh, it is a real pleasure to speak with Larry Slager in this episode. Larry is spiritual director at Guiding Light, and uh, he dressed up well for the interview today. Larry, it's great to see you. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about your journey. What brought you to Guiding Light? About uh, nine or ten years ago, um, Stuart Ray, who was um, a new friend through our common church, was appointed the executive director. And I had retired not too far before that and thought it would be interesting to learn about this place and also to just affirm Stuart in his new journey. I came here and really was not even aware that they had a recovery program, uh, but was given a tour by a young man who was in the program, and I left feeling very impressed and um, interested in becoming a part of it. So that's a journey back, as I said, maybe nine, ten years ago. So how much arm twisting was involved on behalf of then Executive Director Stuart Ray, or was this something you felt called to do, Larry? I felt called to do it. It was, uh, I had just retired, and I had been doing spiritual direction for probably close to 15 years, and it was a population I had not worked closely with um, before, so uh, I, it was certainly a sense of calling. I think one can picture many things in their mind when they think about the term spiritual director. It sounds a bit overwhelming. Uh, it sounds encouraging, yet at the same time, it may be, it may be misleading to some people when they mm -hmm. hear the term. They don't really know what spiritual direction means. Can, can we take just a second, from Larry Slager's perspective, what you do for men and for people in general as a, as a spiritual director? I think spiritual direction today is, as a title for what we do, is somewhat of a misnomer uh, in that I think most often people are a bit put back by the idea of it being direction. It sounds like uh, something that all of us back up with a little bit. 
Um, I brought along um, a quote that I came across from recently, something written by a good friend of mine who is also a spiritual director, and she puts it uh, better than I think I can. She, um, in describing her own experience with spiritual direction, she says that her director was a mirror for her, allowing her to see herself through the director's non-judgmental eyes and finding the sparks of light and beauty that were deep inside. She listened me into a place of grace and goodness. And that sentence, listening someone into a place of grace and goodness, is really um, a beautiful, if succinct, statement of what we are doing with spiritual direction. It is the art of listening carefully for where the individual and their God or their spirit um, are journeying together and helping them to become more aware of that. So the key word is listening? It is. It's really an art of listening. And through listening, do you find those awkward pauses, those blankets of silence cause people to feel more comfortable to share with you? Often in spiritual direction, people talk about and share things that they've never shared before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's perfectly okay to have some silence. And it's important for me to be comfortable with that so that the person I'm with can also feel comfortable. They may be finding it a challenge to put into words something that's deep within their own soul. And uh, so to be quiet with that and to kind of wonder about it together is very appropriate. It often happens. We're speaking with Larry Slager. We have the honor of speaking with him. He is the spiritual director here at Guiding Light. He's with us on this episode of Casting Light. And Larry, let's take a moment and talk about your role here with men who come in, men who really have hit, to be fair, and as they would share, a a low point in their life and really didn't think there was any place else to turn. But there, through the grace of God, literally, is a transformation that happens. And that is such a powerful thing that happens. To be able to hear these stories is wonderful. I want to ask you about your role that you play in this transformation. Well, my role is, first of all, to listen carefully. Um in an unhurried way, and occasionally give some feedback to the person, which often is phrased in, as a wonder. I'm wondering about what this means, and attempting to provide a space that is comfortable and uh, private, where the uh, person whom we would refer to as a directee uh, feels safe in exploring. And um, my background prior to and alongside of spiritual direction was that of a clinical social worker. So Mm -hmm. that part I was somewhat comfortable with uh, 
and could bring to spiritual direction. The difference is that in therapy, we are attempting to fix something. Mm. And with spiritual direction, we are wondering our way into a deeper awareness of who I am in relation to my God. And we may address issues that are painful, but our purpose is really not to fix those as much as to raise the question of where is God as we experience this? Is it more of a challenge as spiritual director here at Guiding Light to work with someone who has no belief, in fact, is a self-professed atheist or agnostic. Is that more of a challenge? I mean, I think some people, if they're honest, must admit, most people must admit some kind of a spiritual higher power or at least sense a presence of it at times. But I, I would think as spiritual director, it's much easier in your role to work with a man who has some past experience with faith or a belief in God. I'm just curious about that. It's difficult to generalize because many people who don't have much religious education or are not attached to a particular tradition um, are, are, can become familiar with the sense of having something within them that is hungry for something more in their life. And typically, when people are going, they're, they're responding to a trauma or a major crisis in their life, they are more open to plumbing some of those depths. Mm. Um, sometimes people who have a lot of religious education, it can be helpful to them in terms of language that we might use, but it also can be um, a barrier in that people may have had experiences that are painful and difficult to bring up in terms of their own experience within the church. Say a church that they experienced is very judgmental or exclusive. Um, so they're, they're just, we need to start with wherever the person is. That's a very fair assessment, and I'm just curious, when you sit with these men and offer them spiritual direction, especially the first time, can you walk us through that process a little bit, just what that's like in terms of the questions you ask or just how you build that rapport with those men? I usually gather some information about their uh, psychosocial background. I like to know uh, where the supports are in their life. And most of all, I like to know what their experience has been with um, religious institutions. Um, so I know whether they are coming with a fear or a fear of being judged, for example, or um, Sometimes men are really coming with almost no background at all. So it's important for me to ask some questions. And I orient them to the process of spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. Typically, we meet for uh, 50 minutes or an hour. And um, 
I, I tell them uh, if they're open to that, that we will always begin with a few moments of quiet and that although the first session I tend to ask quite a few questions, from then on I'm hoping that I can just welcome them to the meeting and ask them what they would like to pursue today. Yeah. And um, that can be anything that they would wish to talk about. And it's always framed within the question of, so where is God in this? Mm. Um, and how directly we talk, even in the language that we would use, um, depends on where they're coming from. I had one uh, young man who came the first time he was very clear that he was not part of a church and had no inclination to be. Um, but he told me a story of his uh, feelings of suicide when an old friend had contacted him. He was in a mission in another city, this, this young man, and um, he hadn't talked with this fellow for a long time, but when he told him what he was experiencing, the fellow said, I know just the place for you to go. And that what happened to be this man knew about Guiding Light, and, and the person who was my directee was very willing to do anything at that point. And he told me, I think in our first session, that on the way here, uh, he said to his friend, how did you think of contacting me just at this time? And the fellow responded, George told me, and so we began our journey together. Instead of using religious terms like God or spirit, we began, when we were talking about something related to that, uh, I would always refer to that as George. I don't think God would mind being called George in, in whatever way he could connect spiritually. We're speaking with Larry Slager. Larry Slager is the spiritual director here at Guiding Light. I'm struck by something, and you have such a gift for what you do, I have no doubt. But men, Larry, men are reluctant to talk about God and their faith. Most men are, unless they're just in a point where they know it's a safe space. And I know this because I, I've had the fortune for the last couple of years, three or four years, to be in a men's faith group, a Bible study, if you will. And there are men of all different walks of life, strong men, um, very successful men, men of wealth, men of all kinds of backgrounds, but they feel very comfortable in this setting to share uh, fears, successes, struggles, confessions. Do you sense that it's easier for some of these men to open up with you and those who are not so comfortable with opening up. I love the story of the guy with the referral and, and using George as the connectivity for him for the spiritual direction. Is it a sense of yours where you know somebody is having a struggle with speaking about faith? I don't find that to be particularly challenging. Hmm. Um, but we are not talking about religion which I think can be uh, divisive. We're talking about our inner self. That's where we begin. 
What are we feeling? What are we experiencing? What is our deepest longing? And I think that men, once they feel safe in a space, are very able to talk about that. And it's up to me to try to help make the connection between how they think of their higher power or God and what they're talking about that may seem not really even very spiritual at all. When you experience these men after several sessions of spiritual direction on the other side, can you paint a picture for our listener what that person looks like from starting to where they are maybe after several sessions or after going through the recovery program and, and what they may have shared with you? Well, by that time, which is about three months on a weekly basis we meet, we know what language we're going to be using together and what we're comfortable with. And uh, my hope would be that the individual may have explored some spiritual practices uh, that they've learned about in direction or in other, um, through other means here. And my hope would be that they have um, discovered that their spirituality isn't necessarily, it isn't typically connected, it may be connected, but it's not, um, it's not the religion. So it's really important that they know I am not going to try to proselytize them mm -hmm. or form them in, in my own experience so that they have just had a taste of that um, because spiritual direction is something that people often do for years. Uh, so what, what the men have here is a taste of it, which we hope gives them a sense of dignity um, in that uh, God has made them, that they have a sense of being part of a community and for some of them, they have a taste of God's goodness, even in the process of spiritual direction and in their experiences in other parts of the recovery program. You know, you mentioned this whole idea of spiritual direction, even outside of Guiding Light. It's, it's a rare thing mm -hmm. for a person of faith to seek that constantly, yet it's so important uh, for spiritual growth. Uh, sometimes, you know, there may be a church uh, study of a book of the Bible or, or some kind of other spiritual class, but that's such a great point, and I've got to believe it's such an honor for you to work with these men at this stage in their recovery and to see them come out. Um, it's just, it's been a real honor to hear your stories. Do you have any wisdom you would share with those listening who are maybe at that point where they feel lost and perhaps know someone, if it's not themselves, who might be sinking spiritually and just in terms of life? Any words of wisdom for them? Well, when I hear of someone like that, um, I often refer them to the Grand Rapids Dominican Center because they have a way of sorting through people who make application for spiritual direction 
um, and then referring them to an appropriate director in the community. Mm. Um, I think that my experience is that most people, whether they're young adults or they're retirees, um, seek out spiritual direction when they feel some um, chaos in their lives. That was true for me. Um, I didn't know about spiritual direction until I learned about it from um, a sister religious who was doing an internship in a program that I managed. Uh, so instead of going into therapy at a time when I was having some questions, I went into spiritual direction. And it can be a time of great trauma. It may be uh, a divorce that is being threatened. It's typically something that is uh, unnerving, that makes the old way of uh, living our lives uh, unsatisfactory. Mm. So I would encourage people to start with either uh, asking their pastor or priest, but also this, the, um, the Grand Rapids Dominican Center. It's very good wisdom and really just an amazing story of what happens here, just one of the many aspects of transformation and recovery at Guiding Light. Larry Slager, spiritual director with Guiding Light, has been our guest on this episode. Larry, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. You're welcome. Larry Slager with us on Casting Light, a podcast series from Guiding Light. I am Phil Tower. I want to remind you, God willing, there will be many more men who come through the doors here at Guiding Light seeking help. And thanks to the compassion of the donors, many of you listening to this podcast, we are able to help those men in recovery. We're able to help them see the light. And we'd ask you to take a moment to learn more about Guiding Light and the recovery program here, or maybe even just make a donation at guidinglightworks.org, guidinglightworks.org. It is worth knowing about these transformational programs that happen here every day at Guiding Light. Again, thank you for listening. Be sure to leave feedback about this podcast episode or any of the previous episodes of Casting Light. For Guiding Light and Casting Light, I'm Phil Tower. Thank you.